the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a beautiful hill country morning. Now, doesn't uh, a fall officially start here in the next day or two? Maybe it started today. It was a full moon last night. It was a full moon, and it'll be fuller tonight, as I understand. So Ah. I don't think I think it's tonight. Is it? Yeah, it goes with the full moon or something like that. All right. So... uh, yeah, let's see, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Those are when all the, uh, September 21st is kind of the, uh, fall begins, uh, September 22nd is, uh, the note I'm seeing right there. So there we go. We got two days of yep. summer, man. You, you better go. get it in, get to the beach, do everything you were going to do on your summer vacation. <laughs> You've got till Wednesday because fall will fall on Wednesday. And of course, that's of course that's the end of summer, right? Well, that's what that's what they say. We can't, <laughs> Texas, does that, I'm not sure. We can't wear white after uh, after well, that Wednesday. Was, well, that was that was Labor Day. Oh, that so was you're not Labor supposed Day. To be wearing your white, yeah. But oh. uh, in Texas, I'm not sure. If we uh, even pay summer is to that. over on Wednesday. I For me, it's are, not. I think those are Northeast Coast elite dates and rules, probably. So probably it's already snowing up there. Probably there you go. That's right. That's right. And speaking of rules, I wore cowboy boots on Saturday night. You did. You followed the rules. I followed the rules on Saturday night. How did it feel? It felt. I just felt like I was in the right place. Well, you were in the right place. I'm and four hundred and fifty other people were in the right four, place. It was absolutely amazing. Saturday night was absolutely amazing. <clears throat> we'll have a number later on in the week on the amount of money we raised and, and be glad to let you know that because so many people in our listening audience were there, so many people that I got to meet who who listened to this, who listened to Harley and Lorraine, and Lorraine was there Saturday night. She was very quiet, kind of sat off uh by herself and we somewhere. didn't yeah we didn't hear much from her har, har. So, yeah yeah hardy har har so uh great time uh the ranch radio had a full table of people and they were enjoying themselves yes. and all of our other sponsors there you know convention of states were what how many tables did they buy five convention of states bought five tables yes. for crying out loud they bring, they bring it they, they bring do. it amazing amazing organization and here's the here's the wild thing about it they're still working at it here in texas even though even though texas has already signed on to the convention of states yes yes. but there's still so much to do so they didn't hibernate once they got their victory in uh texas and that ought to be a lesson to all of us so that's right and um, if y'all don't know what we're talking about we are talking about ftps fredericksburg tea parties annual boots and barbecue that was held at the Kerrville Y.O. Hotel and Convention Center, which is amazing. Oh, those guys are great. Took beautiful care of us. They did. I'm telling you, from the get-go, every time we had uh, wanted to meet with them up there and just look at the room or walk around, they were right there. 
uh, answered every phone call. I mean, they were yes. just on top of it. I can't. We cannot praise the YO uh, uh, convention folks enough. They uh, even mm-hmm. the guy who runs it, who he Rick. was there all day Saturday night. Yes. Rick, yeah. manager Rick was, Rick there, was there working that event. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So if you missed it, don't worry. We're going to do it again next year. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> don't worry. We're going to do it again next we year. We might need a nap first. But. That's right. So, um, But anyway, it was a really good time, and we'll give you more details uh, during the week as we get uh, all the books straightened out. we got all five kinds of things for your calendar. So if you missed this on Saturday night, there are other opportunities for you to, to get together with folks that are like-minded, to uh, be action-oriented, to get educated, whatever it is. We've got some things coming up. Uh, this Saturday, we've got two events. I want to talk about first one that is uh, right here locally. The uh, Kirk County Patriots, uh, George and Maria Hammerline now kind of uh, overseeing that yeah. organization. Yes, doing a great job. Doing We're a great happy job. Happy to work with them. Yeah, and so the Fredericksburg Tea Party, we work with the Kirk County Patriots as well as We the People, Liberty in Action both these really good groups growing and, and uh, developing in Kerrville. So the Kirk County Patriots this Saturday at 1 o'clock, this Saturday at 1 o'clock, they are going to host a gentleman by the name of Joseph Vargas. Now, George told me they're going to try to get Joseph on the radio with me. So hopefully later on this week we'll have uh, Mr. Vargas on the radio program. But he's going to be speaking at 1 o'clock at the community center on uh, Guadalupe Street. And uh, the uh, the title of his uh, talk is the Democrat modus operandi, the Democrat M.O. He is a uh, strategist, uh, a commentator, and he has a focus on ethics and philosophy and political strategy. He will discuss how the Democrats change the connotative meaning of words to deceive and control the leftist rhetoric and how to respond to their negative branding. That's, you know, we're, we're all, we get so frustrated. All these new wor- words have new definitions, That's right? right. <laughs> yes, they do. And so this, uh, Mr. Vargas is going to explain to this how this works, why it, wor- why it works, and how we can fight back again against it. He is the founder of Keep Texas Red and the author of a book called The Democrat Modus Operandi. So that is this Saturday, September 25th at 1 o'clock at the Guadalupe Street at the Community Center on 451 Guadalupe Street in Kerrville. Also Saturday, if you can get to McAllen, and I know for most of us in the Hill Country, that's about a five-hour drive, four and a half, depending on what part of the Hill Country you're in. It might be a four-hour drive for you. Um, But the march to the border, McAllen, the rally is at 1 o'clock, and then they're going to march down to the border or... And they might just take their trucks and park near the border. <laughs> yeah. I don't, not sure if they're going to march the whole way. Um, they, and they did say they, the organizers of that did tell me that on Saturday night and the more organizers that were there on Saturday night. So, um, that is also, I'll get you more details in the week if you need to know exactly where to meet and all that. I'll have that for you. And they need people down there. <clears throat> they they do. need uh, Texans to show up so that maybe, Governor Abbott will get serious about the atrocities that are happening in his own state. Yeah, it's it's really wild. If you've been unplugged from the news for the last three days, Angela and I are going to give you a little bit of an update on that here in a second. 
The um, so that's nine twenty-five March to the border rally. Let's move on down. Don Huffines. A week from today, Don Huffines will be in the studio or will be in on the program with us. A uh, week from today, and we're looking forward to that. And then on um, on October, uh, hold on. On October sixth, all day. That is a Wednesday. We have. Uh, Mr. Huffines is going to be in Fredericksburg that morning, and then that afternoon he's going to be in Kerrville. Uh, really would like to get some young people out to the Kerrville, to the, uh, what's, Shriner. Shriner. They're going yeah, to be at Shriner. Shriner College. Yes. Like I said, we'll get you, uh, that's still a week and a half away, we'll get you all the dates, but it, these are both daytime events. So Mr. Huffines is going to be, it's going to be 10 o'clock in the morning in Fredericksburg. We'll get you all the details and then in the afternoon, he is going to be at Shriner College, and um, and so we will keep you updated on that. But uh, would be really awesome to have some uh, young people out there for the Don Huffines event um, in Kerrville. Then we go forward a couple of more days. Saturday, the ninth of October, the Lano Tea Party is having their fundraiser. Lano was also had representatives at our yes. Saturday night sure meeting. Did. So it was good to see the Lano folks there. So thank you so much uh, for Lano showing up there. And then let's see, we're getting all the way down to 1017. Um, and that is a Sunday, and there's going to be a border awareness rally. In fact, pretty much everybody that's going to be at that border awareness rally, guess where they were Saturday night? They were hanging with us. They were hanging out with us. Yes, they were. In fact, uh, the organizers were sitting at the table with me, and I got a good chance to visit with them. Uh, we missed Sheena. Sheena, if you're out there listening, and I know Sheena listens all the time. Yeah. Because she lets me know. Um, She's Sheena, in Dallas. Yeah, Sheena, we missed you, but boy, did we talk about I, we? I think we helped spread rumors about Sheena <laughs> a mile long. So that's All what, good. Sheena, All good rumors. That, that's what happens when you don't show up. People talk about you. Yeah. So, Sheena, um, yeah, you were spoken a lot about on Saturday night. And uh, listen, it was all all good. And uh, but uh, Sheena, I'm sure will be at that uh, awareness rally on the 17th. All right, folks, we're running way over in the first quarter. We're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back and give you some uh, uh, border news. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Um, special Monday program, as usual, with Angela Smith, the founder of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Good morning again, Angela. Good morning, Matt. Great Monday morning to everyone out there. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, tonight, uh, City Council in Fredericksburg, this is a big deal. We, um, I just want to mention this. If, you're, if you live in Fredericksburg and you want to keep up with what Jeanette Hormuth is doing, all right, and she sends out regular newsletters that... Listen, I, I saw her last week, and I said, Jeanette, she's an amazing writer. Yes, she's incredible. Amazing writer. Yes. And uh, I read her emails, and uh, it, it's almost like, what, what, wait, 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 what are you doing for a living? I know, no kidding. <laughs> you know, I mean, because her writing is writing. so good. And uh, she does a really good, uh, um, I, I don't know if we would call it a newsletter, but if you want to keep up with, with what's happening in Fredericksburg, 
you need to get onto her mailing list. And uh, um, I, I'm not even sure how to do that, but if you will get in touch with me, either Matt at Ranch Radio Group dot com or uh, through the Fredericksburg Tea Party uh, newsletter or uh, a website, you can send an email through there, and I will do my best to get you uh, lined up with Jeanette and her information. If you live in the city of Fredericksburg, th- this is a must. Th- you need to be a part of this group. If you live in Gillespie County, you m- highly recommend. Why? Of course. Angela, you live in the county but not in the city. Why do you care what the city does? Well, listen, the city is taxing longtime residents, the people that actually work there for you and me and offer services to us. They're taxing them out of their homes they're, or they're not even able to move into uh, the city and live in Fredericksburg. So you and I use the city services, the services of people that would be working for us, the plumbers, the electricians. We also go, that's our hub, right? That's where we go to to the grocery store. That's where we go out to eat. That's where people that um, need uh, affordable housing are working. And right now, as you can see, the city's spending is at a higher rate than the town is even growing. Oh yeah, uh, some yeah. The, the, the testimony we got. Uh, yes. what, what night was that? Wednesday. That would was have been Wednesday, Wednesday of last week. Yeah, yes. Wednesday they had the workshop, and I've yes. got the testimony. I got the audio of the testimony. Um, I believe on Friday sometime. And listen, we I I had fully yeah a lot of intentions. Isn't that the road to hell is paved uh, yeah. with intentions? Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm well on my way. Um, the I had wanted to bring. Uh, some of the clips, uh, some of the audio clips, and I ended up sleeping most of yesterday afternoon. <laughs> I made it through church. I'm not going to say I was awake the entire process. Aware. <laughs> I was, I, I was, I think I was awake, but maybe still kind of a zombie. Um, but um, the the uh, testimony that was given in front of the planning uh, committee on Wednesday was absolutely amazing. Yes. And not not only was it just um, you know heartfelt. Please don't raise our taxes. There was a lot of information uh, yes. I found out. One of the things I learned, and these guys they gave all their numbers. They didn't just say this. They they gave their in their testimony. They backed it up. Mm-hmm. But essentially, if you think the federal government is on a spending spree, the city of Fredericksburg percentage wise is on a bigger spending spree than the federal yes. government. Yes, they are. They're giving them a run for their money. Uh, the city's budget from 2010 to 2020 has exploded by 107%, mm-hmm. while our federal government's budget, uh, which we know is out of hand, has increased by 90%. So, there you go. Congratulations, Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg. Texas. <laughs> Outspending the federal government. The testimony we heard that basically someone said, well, here's how many taxes per person in 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then they went with this budget. Here's how much taxes per person. And it, it yes. was it was a huge, it was a massive jump. Listen, Fredericksburg, the city of Fredericksburg is not growing that fast. That fast. It's not. It is not. The county may be, there may be some growth out in the county, but the city is not growing at that rate. They so, have, in fact, not only that, they could, the city of Fredericksburg could get by on last year's budget. Yes. And still have, 
Now, last year's last budget year's revenue have and and still have the uh, capable still have their emergency fund. Of course, they by law have to have so many days or months of operating expenses. And on top of that, on t- they would still have leftover money after their that's correct emergency fund. That's on last year's budget. Yes, or on the previous the budget. Yes, on the previous budget. So there's no reason whatsoever to to have an increase in revenue folks what this is called is the no new revenue tax rate that's correct no new revenue tax rate it's real simple to explain here's how that works we all know that they do not have to raise your tax rate for your for your of what you pay to go up that's correct what and that has to do with what angela the value yeah valuation Valuation. Yes, because of, of the uh, property valuations going up so much in Fredericksburg, the tax, your tax bill will go up by 12.82% over last year. So there is going to be an increase in taxes based on the valuations of the properties. Forget a tax rate They're, increase. They don't, have to, they don't have to have a tax rate increase necessarily for your taxes to, to go, go up. up. By 12.82%? Are they kidding? Yeah, no, it, it's absolutely silly. And, and the mm. other, the, the other, the, the, the no new revenue rate, what that does is, let's just take that number 12%. Um, and so what they would do is like, all right, if we leave the rate the same and the, the valuations have gone X number percent up, mm. what we can do is we can lower the rate. Correct. The rate. So that you pay the same amount of money you paid last year, regardless of the increase in the valuation of your property. Correct. Cities right. all over the state of Texas are doing this. Yes. All over the state of Texas. This is a movement that's going on. And the cities are finding they get by just fine. They're not. You don't even have to cut your budget to do that. You just have no. to stay on the no. same... Correct. There's no budget cutting. Right. There's no need to cut the budget. In fact, um, what I'm understanding is the city will have over and beyond in excess revenue approximately $1.2 million due to new construction and additional sales tax. Let me tell you something. I have been sending in sales tax to the county. Mm -hmm. It's at least double or triple because business is boomed. Since we came out of COVID, yes. so to speak. So just additional sales tax and new construction in Fredericksburg will bring in an additional $1.2 million. So there is absolutely no reason that they cannot lower the tax rate right. and have plenty of revenue for what they need to do in the coming year. And that new money coming in. See, they didn't pay a tax bill last year. So, see, they, that is new money that's coming in. So right. if nobody moved in, let's say nobody moved in and nobody built anything in the next year in Fredericksburg, which is impossible to even comprehend. Right. But if they had no new money coming in and they lowered the tax rate and set it at no new revenue tax mm-hmm. rate, right. they would still have an excess that's correct they would still have an excess of money needed 
Yes. They would still have over and above their emergency. They would still have an uh, uh, over and above their required emergency. They would still have money left over. Right. So I, I go along with Jeanette. Jeanette says, let's not stop there. Let's get a 5% cut in the budget. That's correct. Because there are so many expenditures that these this city is spending taxpayer d- dollars on that the citizens don't consider a priority or a necessity. That's okay? right. And we did not need fancy light light lighting, lighting street on the lighting street. Yeah. on the two what two blocks that they put it on. Right. It is beautiful. Yeah. It is highly unnecessary. Had they been had we had a no new revenue tax rate for the last four or five years and they put those fancy lights up there, would you be upset? Yes. You would still would be. I would still be upset, yes. You'd still be upset a little bit. I think that that budget needs to be, uh, they need to be fiscally responsible. And just, and, yes. and, and keep it down. Yes, they didn't, that's just unnecessary. There's a lot of unnecessary things. And of course, you and I both know that when you grow a municipality's budget, you are growing government. Yes. And you're going to have to continue to supply the dollars over and over and over in the coming years and it just it 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 always just gets worse yeah it just grows it gets bigger and then they tell you and listen listen what they tell you is that if they cut the budget if they don't you know if they oh. don't raise what are they going to cut what are they going to have to cut first oh, Matt? the police and the fire department all your yes oh yeah that's EMS. what they always say that's what they're going to tell you there, we're going to be we're we're going to cut you know what that tells me that tells me that the city council doesn't give a crap about the police and the no. firefighters if that's the first thing they're going to cut they, they would rather do that than cut the job of of the tattletale that runs around town telling yeah. people how, telling the city how many people are parked in front of your b&b that's right right they're not going to they, cut that they're guy. not going to cut that job no all right they're not going to cut the job of uh, there's a person i believe that goes around making sure that all the houses stay historically correct yes that right. you know there there's another job they could cut but um, Tom, um, who ran for, all right, I'm having a, a, a brain belch here. Tom, who ran for city council. Tom, what's his last name? All right, Tom. There we go. I'm, Tom, this is very embarrassing, but it happens. Live mic. So Tom, Tom and his. Oh, you're talking about Tom Marshall. Uh, yes, Tom Marshall. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, Tom Marshall um, gave really good testimony. And uh, one of the things he said that when he ran for city council, that he had a meeting, all the candidates had a meeting with. Um, the city manager so that they would kind of get filled in on what's happening as a candidate you know here's what's going on you should probably know all these things so they had a meeting with all the candidates Mm -hmm. and during the during that meeting the city the city manager said something to the effect of the unnecessary parts of the budget Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now i'm going to pull up tom's uh, audio we'll play that tomorrow and it caught Tom by surprise. He said, well, what do you mean unnecessary parts of the budget? So the city manager even considers that there are parts of the budget that we just don't need. Right. Unnecessary. Right. And yet they're still in there. And now they're considering a tax increase. An increase. An increase. And refuse to cut the budget by 5%. And a refusal it, to cut the budget. Now, they have a chance, folks. They're going to be meeting yes. tonight. That vote is going to be tonight. That's that the vote. vote is tonight. There is an opportunity for citizens to give their input in. 
Yes. Um, you need to be at the law enforcement office. Um, it says the meeting starts at 6. I would suggest you get there at, uh, half an hour early. Yes, please. Um, if you would like to testify, get there early, meet with Jeanette. Um, she can give you some of the information yes. if you need some help writing your testimony. But even if, listen, there were 50 people in the room on uh, Wednesday night, and I don't think the city council had ever seen that many people, and not a single person stood up to testify in favor of raising your taxes. No, we've had plenty of hearings on this, Matt. Right. Public hearings, as per law, Right. no one has shown up and said, what a great idea this is i live here and i just cannot wait to pay 12.82 percent more taxes over last year right i i know you need it you need it so badly no no one's saying that they're actually bringing a testimony that opposes that with very good data to back it up very very good data to back it up shocking data and so here's the call tonight if the city of fredericksburg does not at least adopt the no new revenue taxes, then you'll know, then you will know what your city council is made of, right. what they think about you, um, what they uh, uh, what they want to do with your money. Just keep taking it. And listen, you mentioned earlier, and this would be a tragedy, but, you know, we got so many businesses having a hard time hiring people, and it's not just the COVID. That was no, true pre-COVID. Yeah. That was true pre-COVID right. in Fredericksburg was the affordability of this town. And uh, every time they raise taxes, it gets worse and worse, less and less affordable. Listen, Whataburger is already under a crunch. They can barely keep their doors open, and I know it probably doesn't uh, bother Angela much. I think you're you're a vegan, right? You don't eat Whataburger? (laughs) No, not a vegan. I'm a a Sonic fan. You like Sonic? Yeah. Well, listen, if Whataburger closes because the city raised their taxes too high, I don't know. You're going to have it. Where it, yeah, it, it's going to get ugly. Yes. It's going to get real ugly. I lose my local Whataburger because the city outtaxed us. I don't know. That might be a rallying call. There you go. You know, there's so many people that like that Whataburger. That might that that might be. Yeah. Hey, maybe Whataburger just needs to put a sign up and says, "If you raise our taxes, we're leaving town." <laughs> you know. Boy, right. you talk about, I think you could probably get 500 people at the meeting tonight yes. if they saw a sign in front of Whataburger like that. That's right. Well, Go tonight. Um, we're pleased. I about started to say we're begging you, but we're, on, we're beyond begging. If you're not grown up enough yet to know now to get involved, then get out of the way, all right, and let those <laughs> who are involved get to work. So tonight, go to the city council meeting in Fredericksburg, even if just to be another yes. body there, how often do we have to say that? It is so important. Just put yourself in the city council's position and you look out and there are hundreds of people Looking coming to watch you vote. To this is a taxes. vote. They will actually have a, I believe they'll have a a, 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 vote. Vo- a voice vote, yes. yay or nay. So we need people to have their eyes on these people. Because yes. there, I don't believe that they'll have public testimony, but um, it's all about the vote, about being there and watching them actually do this to, yes. their, to their citizens, to their fellow citizens. Yep. These are just people like you and me who decided to run for a local office, Matt. Yep. And why they think, why they would do this to their fellow citizens has kind of always been beyond me. So, 
Go tonight, yes. six o'clock, law enforcement center, East Main Street. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you there. And Jeanette, thank you so much for the hard work you put in and the sacrifices she's needed to yes. make to testify. Oh, it's very sacrificial work she's doing. By the way, if you want to give a call to any of the city council, uh, including the mayor, you can do that today. There you and, go. And uh, maybe you'll sway their, maybe you'll sway the way they vote tonight. All right. From you today. Okay. We're so far behind. Let's take a break, okay. Bob, and we will be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, new session starts today. I was looking, just looking at the calendar to see if we had any committee hearings uh, lined up. Nothing uh, yet. There is uh, invited testimony only on Wednesday for uh, two different committees that are going to be hearing um, some. Pup, uh, some. Uh, uh, it's a joint meeting on. Uh, Related to con- chronic wasting disease, is that a cattle or a horse? Do you know anything about chronic wasting disease, Angela? Matt, I do not. Okay, I knew you had uh, some livestock, mm, but uh, yes. you're you're a horse person. Yes. So not sure. Anyway, uh, nothing scheduled. Uh, the they're going to gavel in. I was trying to find out what time they were going to gavel in. I would not be surprised if it was like one o'clock today. But the House and the Senate will gavel in today, beginning the begin the special third special session, and so we're uh, we uh, want to talk a little bit about that on the governor's call. Again, we've got the the most important thing is redistricting, and listen, the whole redistricting thing is um, this is uh, this is going to be real interesting. I'm already hearing rumors of uh, the, the representative district I live in, HD 73, the possibility of those lines being moved. Mm-hmm. Gillespie County appears to kind of be up for grabs between two different um, house districts. Um, it, it appears, and we got uh, texts on, I don't know who was doing what on Saturday night, but two people during the event approached me with a text they had just received about our Senate District yes. 24. Yeah, changing. That, that the lines for the Senate District are being redrawn. Yes, they are. Now, I haven't seen those, and uh, if your your uh, senator is currently Don Buckingham, because I don't think I know how many people who know actually the number for their oh. Senate District. Yeah. We're we're happy if you can just name your representative yes. and your senator. So um, so the if you have Don Buckingham as your senator, the lines are being redrawn. Yes, they are. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like, but we may we could be in another Senate district, uh, Gillespie County, who is now currently in uh, Kyle Biederman's district, could be not in Kyle Biederman's district anymore. We're not too sure. Not sure um, yet. We, if Andy Murr is your representative, there's probably going to be some lines redrawn there. Listen, if you live close to the edge of a of a district, that's where you're going to be most affected. If you live deep in the middle of your Senate district or or your uh, uh, House district. 
then that is uh, unlikely to uh, you're very unlikely to be redrawn because they move the lines around the edges. Mm -hmm. Uh, The two new congressional seats that the state of Texas is going to get based upon this redistricting, Mm -hmm. where it looks like they will probably come out of the uh, uh, somewhere, a combination of San Antonio. Ah, there we go. All right, so we'll come back to that. Um, The... The uh, oh, the congressional districts. The congressional districts um, have um, uh, will very likely be coming out of urban and suburban areas. That's correct. So probably those of you in my terrestrial signal here are going to um, maybe maybe not be affected by that. Um, But one of the concerns we have is that by drawing those two new congressional districts so strongly in urban and suburban areas is that Texas ends up with two Democrat congressmen. So our increase in congressmen that we get... uh, It could go the wrong way. Yeah, it might work against us. Um, But nevertheless, we get two of those... And so it's going to be real careful how those lines are drawn and who's on that committee. Mm-hmm. Again, this all comes down to who is the Speaker of the House, doesn't it? It always boils down to something like that. Matt. Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. So on the call this week and um, uh, starting for this week, we've got redistricting. We knew that was coming. Yes, they, told us they had that. to have that one. They had to have that one. There's going to be some challenges to it, and I'll tell you about the challenges here in a second. But I want to tell you about the amazingly important things uh, that are also being on the item the we also knew this was coming the 16 billion dollars in federal coronavirus aid they're going to be figuring out how to disperse that so what they're basically going to be doing in the next uh, 30 days is they're going to put 16 billion dollars on the table and it'll be how much can you get how do you think that's going to go, Matt? I'm sorry I'm laughing, but no. I mean, at this point, honestly, wh- I, right. I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. That kind of money floating around in Texas. Yeah. Do you know what the problems have already been caused by that kind of money floating around in Texas? Even our own city. When your own city councilman Ugh. says, we will violate your constitutional rights in order to get the money. That's exactly right. Now, Everybody did they, did will they, violate the... They, did, they, they didn't use those exact words, but all you have to do is within a three-minute period to put two thoughts together, all right, yeah. that two ideas, the same person... Saying that, yeah, we'll if, uh, yeah, we we're we got all this money. You, we're not going to turn this down. We'd be idiots to turn this money down. That's right. That's what they and say. then they say, oh, but here's what we got to do to get the money. Mm-hmm. We got to do this, that, and the other thing, and there's all the strings, strings attached. I, I mean, there's always strings. We say strings. There's guidelines. Here's the money, and this is how you need to be able to spend. They give you guidelines. They make it sound better than strings, right? And then you and I have to live with those guidelines yeah it's 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 terrible so they're going to toss 16 billion dollars out onto the middle of the floor of the texas house and uh let them scrabble to get it um here we go this one requirements that youth athletes complete compete within their biological sex here we go again yes i'm gonna go compete i am gonna go testify i don't care that i've already testified that many times it never goes anywhere I am absolutely going to testify again. 
the uh, vaccine mandates is going to be back up on there. Yes. And then here's the one that is so vastly important that Governor Abbott felt like we had to put it on the special call, and that is um, your dog leash law. You know, what kind of collar does your dog have? How long is the leash? Um, what yeah. kind of governor do we have? What kind of governor do Oh, he's sorry. conservative. He's a conservative government. That's what he tells us every time he wants to get reelected. So that was more important than discussing the reassignment of minors' gender. Yes, that was more this important. Was way more important. Than the 16 clinics we have in Texas. For minors. For minors. For parents who want to take their children in, who have not developed emotionally, mentally. Spiritually. Spiritually. And make those kinds of decisions for their kid before they're 18. Abbott thought that the tethering of a dog was more important than that. Than the abuse of a child. Than the abuse of a child. Let that sink in. Yeah, that's what it is. Folks, we need a short break. Oh, hold on. Before we go, we got, uh, I think we got a call as well as a text. The wasting disease I was asking about. Yes. That is, what is that? It's a white-tailed deer disease. Oh. And I almost said that, but I thought, no, I don't want to get anybody confused on that. So Thank that you, they're going to have two committees because there's, yep, there you go. It's probably a bad thing, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of dead deer on the side of the road, and that's kind of rapid wasting. I saw oh. one getting hit by a truck the other oh, night. Gosh. I barely missed it. No. It's, mm. it's uh, yeah, good. they're getting wasted all right yeah. um, on our highways and byways. Yeah. Um, but anyway, all right, folks, y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, there we go. You know, I got an important text, and uh, my secret squirrel friend, actually secret squirrel brought her husband to the uh, event on Saturday night. of course. We got to meet secret squirrel's husband, uh, uh, Mr. Secret Squirrel, and a very (laughs) impressive guy. I was real glad that uh, he uh, came, but uh, secret squirrel sends a note about uh, this uh, child gender reassignment. She says it is no different than female genital mutilation. Now, without going into all the details on what that is, that is a habit practiced by different cultures than ours, and uh, it's illegal in Texas. But it is the mutilation of your parts, private parts. It is no different than the chemical mutilation of our children. That's correct. It's no it different. It really is not. And, and, and shame on Governor Abbott for not addressing this. This has been brought to him. This was one of the uh, Republican Party's uh, priorities going into the session. We're now in a third special, and he refuses to address it. And it, there's only one reason I can think of, and, and that's because I've gone up there so many times when these issues in the last three sessions have been brought up, back to the bathroom bill, all mm-hmm. the other bills we've heard, because the left shows up in mass yeah. at that event. They show up. They cry. They 
talk about bullying. They talk about how mean it is. They talk about how, I don't know, it's racist. It is homophobic. It is everything. So we get slammed over and over and over again. And it's it's much easier to, when you're criticized like that, just to kind of lower your head than it is to stand up and fight. Yeah, you know, it it would be if there weren't some very uh, prominent cases of this out there. The James Younger case and his dad fighting this over a one of his boys that is living with the mother that he's divorced from. If that case had not been so out there and we knew exactly how bad this could be, especially for Mr. Younger watching this going on, you you it's easier when you don't see it just like the border is. Yeah, It's a little easier for all of us to stomach what's going on down there because we don't see it with our own eyes. But you and I saw it down there with, with uh, James's dad um, yeah. in the whole Save James's, whole Save James uh, campaign. I don't see how Governor Abbott can can ignore it like this. And and as a parent, if you're a parent. Yes. And, and you. you it, that is hard. I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine living through that. And so. Listen, we talked about a lot about. Uh, I talked earlier about talk, giving you some news at the uh, on the border. I want to give you two good sources. Breitbart, if you want to know what's happening at the border, why, like within the last few hours, mm-hmm. you really, really, really need to go to Breitbart. They have people on the ground there. Listen, I was going to all my Texas sources. Very little showing up mm-hmm. on the uh, border. Um, uh, the Epoch Times seemed to have fairly decent coverage. But it was not as up-to-date as Breitbart. If you go to Breitbart.com, on their front page at the top, there is a little tab that says World. And when you hit World, you will see the. it says Border Cartel Chronicles. If you you will bookmark that page, you will... I noticed on Saturday that they were posting news stories about every hour or Mm -hmm. so. Yes. One of the videos, yeah, videos as well. Um, in fact, we talked about the grounding of aerial videos. Mm-hmm. Um, if you launch your video from Mexico, if you launch your drone from the Mexico side, mm-hmm. the the uh, FCC can't do much about it because okay. they have to come onto the ground and arrest you when you've fly, you mm-hmm. fly, have to. They have to ticket you or something. So they're going to watch where your um, uh, your drone lands, and if they can get over to you before you get it packaged away and hidden, you're going to get a ticket or arrested or something okay. for breaking whatever. But if you launch your video from Mexico, there's nothing they could do. I, yep. There's nothing they can do. And Breitbart has uh, somebody who launches videos from the Mexico side. So you can get lots of good things. One thing I ran across there, a story there, what that, and I can't, they had so many stories, I couldn't find it again this morning. But it, um, the story said basically that Abbott had sent 50 um, uh, folks, a mixture of troopers and uh, state guard. Yes. And um, down to uh, Del Rio, and that they actually, listen to this, 50 people stopped the folks walking across the river mm-hmm. they just turned around they 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 turned them around mm-hmm. before they got to our side mm-hmm. now listen that this is something that this is the question every normal person with a brain has had since this started 
why can't we stop them wet foot, dry foot? You know, we heard about that during the Cuban thing uh, years ago, wet foot, dry foot. If you had one foot dry, you were good. But if they could stop you in the water, then then you were not on the soil yet. Mm-hmm. And so we've always had that question, why can't you stand in the water? You got your waders on. I've got hip waders, right? Sure. And actually, I have a pair of chest waders. Chest waders. Mm-hmm. Right. So they got, you know, you can stand in the, it's not like it's flowing a bajillion miles an hour. <laughs> You could stand there and literally just be there. You don't have to shoot anybody. You just have to stand there and stop them. Apparently, that happened this weekend. Apparently, that happened. Um, I won't. I want to wait and see. If we get more um, more uh, news on that to see how that worked out. But I saw two stories on it. One of them said fifty. Um, people had stopped them from crossing. The other one said it was several hundred that Abbott had sent to the border. And so, anyway, um, highly recommend Breitbart. Go to their World tab. Breitbart has so much material on it, you will have to take extra steps. So what you're looking for on Breitbart is the World tab and then the Border Cartel Chronicles tab. And so there you go. That is a little bit of border news. I'm looking at possibly going down to the border here again real soon. Um, but just uh, kind of a long shot. Listen, we need to leave uh, scripture. And I use this one a lot, and but I think there's a reason on it. We must be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his, night, his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Take up your full armor, folks. We're all going to need it. We're coming into, we are in and going into even crazier times. You must put on the full armor. Angela, thank you. Thank you, Matt. It's been a good deal. See you tomorrow.